This is season six of the Team Roping Journals podcast, The Score. With over 2 million downloads, this is where Team Ropers talk. Today's episode is brought to you by Professional's Choice and their 2X Cool Sports Medicine Boots. We're going to tell you more about this awesome new product at the commercial break. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome back to The Score. This is an episode that we wrap up all of the happenings at the Royal Crown Rope Horse Futurity. Man, it was a, it was a busy week, and to say that Trevor Brazil dominated the event uh, might be an understatement, but otherwise, I mean, Andy Holcomb was amazing, Dakota Kirkenschlager, um, and then Vaughn Workin, a Canadian. Those are all of our guests today on The Score, and we learned a lot about a lot of different folks, a lot of different horses, and it was something really to see. So if you've never been to one of the Rope Horse Futurities, I know we kind of harp on them a lot. We talk about them a lot because, man, there's all kinds of new cool things happening and it's very exciting to watch. Uh, and it's it's impressive, really, to watch these young horses perform. So first on the score is Trevor Brazil. We will talk to him about the horse. He won both the All Ages and the Six and Under on. That horse's name is Step and Small Town. Came from Canada, and uh, Trevor and Miles bought him. They're going to tell you about that, but they bought him in October of this past year, and he absolutely stood out. He was high call in the uh, intermediate and limited with trust in Brazil, too, but had some bad luck. But that horse really was impressive, and I think uh, lots of people liked his TikToks and his his reels on Facebook because he's a big brown horse that is just pretty dang impressive. So without further ado, here is Trevor Brazil talking about the horse they call Kobe. The start has that horse been through a barrier before? Um, that's a good question. I don't. I really don't know. But we run everything through him at home, you know, because we're always dealing with young horses and so the wands are usually up and that's just one of the things that we usually break them to but it's just different when you go somewhere we put it up and let them kind of go through it and desensitize them to it a little bit you know for the first time for sure so I feel like that horse has been around and been you know maybe been exposed a little bit to that before today you know at least at the at the house with the barrier wands that we use and then we'll put some caution tape up or something to get them used to that but uh I thought he didn't feel any different than he did at the house. And on young horses, that's always the trick, you know, and I think that's part of the seasoning process. Some of them are definitely easier to season than others, but I've only had that horse. I just, I actually just uh, had sold the horse and I was really had mixed feelings about it because I really thought that horse would win a lot at these. He's uh, just seems like he's, mature beyond his years and he feels like you're riding a rodeo horse in a futurity when you picked him out last year what did you see in him or like wh- why it's not like you you don't usually buy a lot of five-year-old no, coming six-year-olds I, I could answer that because i get asked that a lot um i would rather uh gamble on what i see rather than what i feel sometimes because if i see certain I, and it's just little intangible things i either I either like them or I don't when I see them, and I wish I could put it into words. It's not like I'm keeping it top secret by no means. I just I don't even know how to explain it. I just like them or I don't. And Vaughn had that horse for two years. What does Vaughn do with them that you like? I mean, obviously everybody liked the yellow that Vaughn did so well on at um, 
Fort Worth? What? I think it's a combination of two things. Uh, I know Kyle Wilson was working with Vaughn, and I think between the two, uh, both great hands, and that was a good rope horse program. It was juicy today. Tell me about talk about the setup here. You know, it's it's different, and, and that's what's so good about this. Uh, it's not a cookie cutter uh, experience everywhere you go. You know, this these are really fresh, light, you know, Mexicans, and you definitely have to see tail by the end of the gates every time. Uh, luckily, most of them don't make you gut a horse, but it makes you see if they can see us tail by. You know, we'll go some that it's uh, behind the shoulder, and so it's not like say one little cookie cutter scenario at everywhere we go at these things that's what helps keep these rope horse fraternity horses well rounded for their next job um bloodlines weren't bloodlines obviously weren't a huge factor in buying that horse but any idea any insights into those bloodlines or is he just it goes back to wimpy you know um which our stud did um those horses have shown me a lot of attributes that fit this discipline well and so I'm not going to shy away from it for sure, or any variation of it. Who helped? Paul. How'd, how'd Paul helping come about? Paul was just out here rodeoing and was here, and when you got a guy like that over there that says he's got plenty of help horses, it's pretty much discussion over. That's that's who you want back there. I mean, not for obvious reasons. He's, he did a great job all day. Um, that's Which steer of yours went left pretty hard? Your first one. What did that show that horse's ability to do? Or did you, did you, was there any panic with you when that's I mean, your step? There's always panic. I mean, uh, for one, they're really small horn cattle. And when they come left, as you're already kind of lined out and have, have everything the way you want it, and then they come left, you know, not only your horse making the move, but keeping it on the horns and certain things. You know, I went for the neck a lot today because I just can't wave it off a neck. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have two, two of four neck shots in the on that horse, or you got the neck in the short round? Three of four. Three of four were. No, two of four. Two of four. That's what I thought. Um, anything that that horse let you do handling wise with the neck? Um, you know the neck. As long as your horse is soft in the corner, is probably a better handle. It's just that when that horse lets me kind of move him up, and when you have a neck, that's crucial. Uh, if your horse is a little strong right there, neck can be terrible. But I think, especially on these fresher steers, a neck with a horse that lets you be soft in the corner is perfect. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have Andy Holcomb. He won the All Ages Healing on Fine Vintage Cash by One Fine Vintage. Here is Andy Holcomb. Okay, tell me about that horse. Where did that horse come from? Uh, she came from uh, Mary Robertson. Um, they had her with Tucker Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, no relation. But mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, train for the cow horse, and they showed it in the Snapple Bit Futurity in the, I was a three-year-old, and I think maybe a couple derby, derbies, early four-year-old year. And then, was she good? Ish? Ish. Ish? Yeah, okay. ish. Mm-hmm. She's a little stingy. Um, and honestly, I never saw videos. She didn't. I don't think she she won a lot at them, but but uh, but with aren't sure nice, uh-huh. but but I don't think she had any luck at the shirties now. Um, and then we bought her kind of mid mid early spring, 
I think her four-year-old year and went to roping on her. What did you like about her that you bought her? Um, the price was right, and um, she was just, um, just the way she used herself. She was real up and collected, and and uh, and whether sometimes it was probably did kind of hurt me a little bit, but she stops real narrow and mm. together and like kind of slid a long ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but kept her, it made her stay real up and square with her front end. So like she's always been pretty easy to dally on, mm-hmm. and uh, and not that they weren't roping her back then, but I could kind of feel it in her. Um, and I kind of like that about her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that was kind of the main thing. And it always just helps when they're broke. You know, yeah. when you start with a snap putter like that, that they're just broke to death. So, Did you, were you the one that put her into a bridle or was she already in a bridle when you got her? Uh, no, I, I mean, they kind of rode her in small, you mm-hmm. know, kind of shank bits, but not like a bridle. bridle. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, talk about why was she, why was she successful today? Mm-hmm. Sorry, the words are hard. Yeah. What, what today, what was good about her in this setup? You know, I think she just, uh, well, like the last two goes she had, she just had really, really good cows, and and Caleb stood them up and rolled them really good. Those are kind of tough set of steers, especially to start with. They were kind of wanting to handle pretty rough right there, the first hop or two out of the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the second one, the first one got by pretty good, and the second one um, kind of walled around there pretty good and shuffled and sprawled out, and I kind of tracked a few hops and, <laughs> and threw kind of a funky loop, but it caught. And, and so I think just her... Her uh, way just kind of overcome runs like that, you know, instead of kind of getting short or being funny, she she stayed with the run and, and let me get them healed. I think that's what kind of is a strong suit of her. She lets she lets me catch them, and so my catch percentage on her is pretty good. Not everybody gets to heal behind Caleb Driggers. Um, you know, usually that's safe for Junior. <laughs> but um, what is why is he helpful at maturities like this? What does he do with the steers that? really makes it easy on you well i think just a game changer i mean he's riding the best horses in the world he scores the best he heads them the best he knows how to put them in your loop coming around the corner you know he knows cattle so good um he's always sitting there watching the cattle i don't know how many times i rode back on a couple of runs the one that i was helping him on and he was like this one's slow like he, he knew all the steers um and and so i think it's just the the next level of you know he's just kind of the master of the game so like he just he does all the work for you and makes it really makes it real nice and and i think just those situations like that he just sets up the run you know even though that steer got trashy he didn't he just kept going and let him cut, get his feet together and come under him and didn't try to force nothing and and uh that just makes it easy on us back here <laughs> um tell me about metallic payday place too he won third right uh, i believe so yeah what is does that feel like a win for you as well oh definitely yeah definitely because i got to I got to ride him a little bit uh, middle of last year, and then and then uh, take him to a few shows. Actually, I didn't get. I got one run on him in the healing at a show, <laughs> and uh, I hurt my back there at Ardmore, and then and then uh, and Colby finished out the show on him. So I've run one steer in a <laughs> in an actual competition healing on him, but uh, but no, definitely. And and I got to head for Caleb. He let me let me head for him here, and uh, and so yeah, no, I was real proud of him. Yeah, really nice horse. Yeah, wish I got the head on you. <laughs> <laughs> right. How is um how has your life changed as far as a trainer and business goes since these faturities have exploded? I mean, were you just tell yeah, were you what was your life like before faturities? <laughs> uh well I, I kinda grew up in the shows and I kinda got the court horse shows and I kinda got away from it. And then I went to uh when I kinda got away from it, I uh sounds funny, but I quit training horses through the winter. Uh We'd go to Vegas in December, and that was kind of my cutoff, and I'd send all my train horses home. 
and from December all the way to March, about 15th, when Sun Circuit was done, uh, horse show, um, we would come to Arizona and hang out and jackpot and go home and just fix stuff around the place, just kind of relax, go on vacation, do something else. And, <laughs> and I had there's a couple sales throughout the winter and stuff, mm-hmm. so I rode horses. I didn't yeah. do nothing, sure. but <laughs> I worked on did other stuff and rode some colts and stuff, but not as intense as I do in the summer. Um, and then now... We worked all winter. <laughs> <laughs> you worked this, all winter. This was the first winter I worked all winter. I had horses in all winter. And this is the first trip I've made out to Arizona so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be for about five days. We got here, <laughs> we're going to show, and then go back home. Uh, and then come back out again for a week or two. But Yeah, so it, you had quite the operation, though. How many horses, how many rigs did you bring out here, and how many horses? Uh, we brought three rigs, uh, 16 horses. Um, and so, yeah, I've got a r- bunch of really good help. Um, that's the main thing. I, I I feel like I got maybe too much help, but you have a lot of help. I got there's a lot of help. A lot of help there's, running around. There's here. people everywhere, but yeah. <laughs> but it's I would say it's too much help, but they're all doing something. Yeah, nobody's if, standing if around. If someone was sitting around doing nothing, you know, I would I would think differently. But they're all moving around doing something, so um, no, it's darn sure makes my life easier. Yeah, and it, I think it just takes better care of the horses too. You know, mm-hmm. um, they can kind of. If we were running around so much, they wouldn't get watered as much. It wouldn't get, mm-hmm. you know, unsaddled and unbooted as much as, as maybe they should be. And so I think having help, and especially on marathons like here, um, today and tomorrow, I think a lot of help helps everybody. You know, people and horses. I'm not quite as strung out and tired. And You have time anything. to talk to me. Usually exactly. You wouldn't have six right? minutes to Rock talk Springs, to me. Rock Springs, <laughs> like, I, I made you wait till like, the end, like, the end of the calf roping exactly maybe, the I very think. end of the trip. i was like andy i want to leave i'm waiting to talk to you yeah exactly um, so yeah no help helps yeah key yeah. in situations over here like this uh last thing what heel rope were you using uh the hui og you like uh, meme soft really yep mm-hmm. yeah i i used it kind of middle of last year when they kind of came, first came out with it and then uh and then i used it all uh texas uh at the jay's futurity mm-hmm. they're in october and, and i've been using it kind of since then i, I love it that's awesome yeah and different yeah. weather conditions too barry must yeah. be yeah. getting them just right for you yep mm-hmm. yeah no it feels real good very good well yeah. um we'll let tate kirk and schlager walk by and maybe we'll talk to him here in a few oh, but yeah. i'm sure we will he's usually over here <laughs> he's usually here <laughs> thanks andy All right, thank- I hope you all enjoyed Andy's interview. But next, we've got Dakota Kirkenschlager and Test My Metal. We caught up with Dakota late in the evening after he won on this five-year-old stud that is by Metallic Cat. Uh, he's a stud that Dakota's had in his program a long time. By the way, you can watch this horse. We have two different practice sessions with him while Dakota was really kind of going through some mental struggles with him. His name is Test My Metal. Like I said, it's on roping.com. You can watch those practice sessions, heading and healing on this stud. And it's really impressive to me to watch Dakota's horsemanship and his patience in these sessions. They're longer videos, uh, like I think 10 to 20 minutes on each of them. So check it out. Tell me, where did that horse come from? Or who's and who, who does he belong to? Um, Neil and Jody won this on him. Uh, we bought him as a two-year-old at the cutting fraternity sale. I rode him at the snaffle bit, and I did horrible going down the fence to do pretty good on him for the level one stuff. Uh-huh. Um, then we started roping on him. I don't know how much money he's won. Quite a bit. We had pretty good success on him last year as a four-year-old. At the end of the year, we didn't do that great. Um, 
I just took him home and just scratched my head because I know he's a good horse. I just just had bad luck and I just needed to do better with him. And we've the last four months, five months, just been trying to get a stop process where I can control it. Um, he can he can run, he can stop. He's he's a phenomenal horse. He's, I'm blessed to have him. Uh, I just I want to do good on him. Um, yeah, what getting his thought process together, what did that look like for you? Um, it, it's, you know, he's he's a dual ray, out of a dual ray mare and metallic cat. It's the number one cost for cow horses, but they're hard to get through to him. I mean, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of long days. And I've, I mean, that horse has spent so much time with each other. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, like I tell you all the time, the amount of hours that it takes to get a championship, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not even feasible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, we've put a lot into that horse, a lot. Um, and I can't not ask about your app horse. <laughs> uh, you did not win, but I was rooting for you to win oh, with this man, horse. I... Where, tell me about this horse and where did she come from? So a really good friend of mine, Tavis Walters, he had her and trained her. And I'd always kind of liked her, and uh, they were selling her in a horse sale at the Triangle Sale, and uh, we uh, liked her, and I, we tried to buy her before the sale, and they wouldn't sell her to us. <laughs> and uh, we, she went through the ring, and we bought her, and uh, she, she's a phenomenal horse. I mean, we haven't even had her two weeks. And she's not just a novelty. She won. Did you, what did you win on her fourth? Uh, I won fourth today. I. The first rope and I had won, placed in some rounds on her, maybe placed in the average. I'm not sure. I mean, just in the last five days, I probably won over 20 grand on her. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. She's a very special horse, and um, Tavis is a great horse trainer. I mean, he rides horses for a lot of people, and a lot of his horses have had huge success. Yeah. He's a great friend of mine, and I'm just happy to just to be a part of the journey. Did you fall off her? Yeah. So if you didn't win, I wasn't going to ask you that, but so, okay. Earlier, I healed the steer and got the rope on her head, like in between her ears, and she, like, almost fell backwards and then took off. And yes, I did fall off. <laughs> okay, sorry. They they said you actually ended up stepping off. Well, eventually, Was- yes. But amazing. In my mind, I fell off. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Um, that short round steer. What were you trying to do? Not on this one. On the on the one that you ended up winning on. What was the game plan? I'm just. You know, when you have a great header like Caleb in front of you, you just, just try not to, you don't want to mess up, you know, and you got to keep the steers in the left lead so they can handle better and just, you got to be aggressive. I mean, these, these fraturities are so tough nowadays and you know? everybody ropes so good and everybody is so competitive. It's just, it is so competitive. It's ridiculous. Oh, well, God, hope you win more tomorrow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right, we're going to take a break to tell you about our sponsors at Professional's Choice and their new 2X Cool Sports Medicine Boot. From the creators of the original sports medicine boot, Professional's Choice has released a revolution in leg protection, the 2X Cool Sports Medicine Boot. Designed around cooling, comfort, and durability, Professional's Choice has introduced a lightweight, ultra-breathable, and completely neoprene-free boot. The 2X Cool Sports Medicine Boot is lined with a technology-advanced fabric from brrr that combines cooling materials, active wicking, and rapid drying to create 
the triple chill effect that instantly and continuously draws away heat and moisture. Professional's Choice 2X Cool Sports Medicine Boot will keep your horse's legs cool, dry, and protected. Check those 2X Cool Sports Medicine Boots out at profchoice.com. That's P-R-O-F-C-H-O-I-C-E.com. All right, Trevor Brazil won both the four and under heading and the four and under healing. He won the four and under heading on a flag ranch raised horse uh, by Bama Cat named Bama Fury. And he won the four and under healing on a horse named Not White at All. And that horse is by Not Rough at All. You feel, I feel like you're back with the vengeance. Not that you were ever gone, but this man, what a good show so far. <laughs> I think it, everybody gets so used to these uh, big jackpots being top-loaded, and it seems like that's what one thing I've, I've thought that's been really good for all the rope horse fraternity stuff. It pays good all the way through, and so it keeps a guy from having to do something that they might regret on one of these younger horses when third third is a natural progression down, you know, and not top-loaded. It doesn't make you just feel like you have to go for first on on these horses and I think as long as uh they keep the horse in mind it'll those payouts stay like that you just kind of take what they give you on any certain day as long as your horse is doing good and you're placing it pays good yeah talk about the horse that you won with um that's a Bama cat right tell me about him uh where did he come from and how long has he been in your program he came from the flag ranch as a early three-year-old and uh miles rode him for the next six months and then I've just been playing with him ever since and he's made a great horse he's a he's just a real practical horse like I never I always have a good feeling in the box number one because he scores good number two there's they never run anything in there that's too fast for him that sucker can fly and so that's that's always a good peace of mind at these deals because whatever the setup is, you don't have have that in the back of your mind. And then for a big horse, he runs, he gathers, and su- he faces surprisingly easy for for his uh, size. He always knows where his feet are. That's pretty. Uh, what I would what I would maybe question about the horse, but you don't have to with him. He's he always knows where his feet are. And for as much run as he has, does he take a bunch of warming up before? Was no, were you out here loping him a long time or anything? I mean, I, he doesn't take much warming up. I always do more here because, you know, they might have had a couple of days off and it's cool and they're four and this is his first outing. So, I mean, I want to give him the best chance to be successful. So he probably got a little more warming up here than usual, but he's a good-minded horse and doesn't take anything extra. And tell me about the stud that was high back. That the was, side, that, that, that Miles rode. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a really cool horse. He's a, kind of I would describe him as the a pretty cool outcross because he wears a size two shoe. Um, he's he just seems to be a gamer. Like when you score, when you when you need to call on him, it doesn't the pressure doesn't bother him. Um, I was really excited to see his first outing go kind of like I thought it would uh that horse that horse is just a cold-blooded good sucker he hasn't he's good on both ends and but he's got the size to be to be a great head horse that's what I like 
And when we say outcross, what is he? Uh, he's once in a blue boom on the top and uh, that DT, or not DT, well, I guess yeah. DT, Shiner Leaner Checks or Sugar Leaner Sugar Checks. Sugar Checks Ways. Yeah, something like the that. The Billy Jack, it's yeah, out of the, the mare, the, the black mare, yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. And Icon, was he your help horse the whole futurity or the whole short round at least? Yeah, no, that was what I helped on the whole time. Um, he's not in the Royal Crown, and I would have shown him in the open, but we were just when you pack everything in we don't only have so much room for help horses and just didn't have enough help horses to get it get through it all okay go ahead tell me about that horse i have to uh, old habits die hard i wanted to make that horse a calf horse of all the horses that we had there because he's just got a great mind he can haul tail uh drag it um but Ben's that we're making team roping horses right now. I mean, he obviously has made a great heel horse. He's just got uh, his talent level is really good across the board. So, you know, where some things can get by with a little less here and a little less there, there's just extra of that horse everywhere. And he's a lot of fun to ride because, like, you're never out of place on him. And he's just that extra speed always comes in handy. What was his background? Where did he come from? Rachel Olson, they had, they had started him in the raining, and we got him early in his three-year-old year. Why? Why did you buy him? I just I love the way he looks. He's plain sorrel, doesn't have. I think his name's not white at all, but he don't have any white on him. Uh, and so, if I like them and they don't have any chrome at all, I just really like his confirmation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's to me is. That's the way I want one to look. Is this a horse that you think his future could be? What, what, where do you see his future going? If you could pick, if you could paint it perfect, it, we're just wherever you mold him. I mean, because he's got the ability to do it, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whether it's go on as a heel horse or get switched over into the calf roping or something like that. I mean, he's he's got all the tools for all that and the mind to go with it. And Miles trashed that handle on the last one. So talk about what what that shot, what what happened, and what well, what you did to stay hooked. Some some of that stuff, um, I guess the judges have a degree of difficulty. You know, boxed. You know, is handy for that in in situations like that because it, the steer didn't handle good, and the horse kept moving through it all really well. And uh, I thought I thought. He was really mature. He handled that uh, last year, the handle of it, with a lot of maturity for a four-year-old. What do you do in the practice pen that allows that to to happen? Well, through my career, I've the attribute that I probably liked the most was the scoring, and I wanted my horses to be easy. I wanted them to be where anybody could ride them. That was the difference in the great ones, you know. The good ones sometimes were just good with me. The great ones are what I consider great. They're good with everybody. They're just easy and they're forgiving. Very good. Well, now it's only the intermediate left, so I'm not going to talk to you the rest of the day. Sure. All right. Last up on the score today is Vaughn Workin. Vaughn is who uh, Kobe that you heard from, uh, heard about from Trevor Brazil very first came from. And Vaughn went on to win the intermediate on JT Rise and Sensation. That horse was high back at the American Rope Horse Futurity uh, with Caleb Driggers. He ended up placing, just had some, uh, didn't have as good of a steer in the short round. 
But that horse is going to be selling at Rancho Rio. He is prime real estate right now. I know lots of the open guys have been talking about him, but you watch Vaughn win on him in the limited. Vaughn's daughter, who's 15, she ropes on him. She won good money on him, and Vaughn tells us about that. So enjoy. Thank you. If you've made it this far into the episode, thanks for listening. Get to talk to you about you winning and about JT Rising Sensation because that horse, I thought for sure we were going to talk in October about him. Um, Give me the rundown on where did he come from and and what's his history? I come from a breeder in Saskatchewan, uh, which is my home province in Canada. Um, They raise uh, approximately 75 foals a year. We just happened to run across him as a three-year-old with 60 days riding on him. uh, We put the rest of work into him and it's, it's just been a good horse all around. That's an understatement. Um, I hear everybody wants him. Is he? What's his future going to look like? Uh, we're fortunate to get him into the Rancho Rio sale, and uh, I'm very excited yet very disappointed about it. Uh, he's totally changed our program. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's just a horse of a lifetime, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like this week has a little bit defined your program or a little bit reshaped your, not reshaped your program, put your program on the map. Um, talk about what's happened as far as your horse program this week. Uh, we were lucky enough to sell a horse to Trevor Brazil in October that they have absolutely dominated this maturity. Um, one, another horse that comes through our program that we bought as a three-year-old. Um, another horse that just got in the right hands and, and has gone forward and it's, it's uh, very exciting to see that also. Mm-hmm. How nervous were you with this rope? And talk me through your four steers. Were you nervous? And, and then how did it go? Uh, I wasn't, I wouldn't say really nervous. I, I felt like I was really focused and tried to just really concentrate on doing the basics and getting out of the barrier and getting roped and trying to give my healer a good handle. That was questionable a couple times, but fortunate enough that everything worked out and I'm just very fortunate to have this t- caliber horse underneath me. Who was helping for you? Dylan Graham. Dylan Graham. Yeah. Canadian, all Canadian team, right? Canadian team, yes, yeah. You <laughs> all Canadian team. Um, talk about that short round steer. What What were you thinking? What were you trying to do? I just I knew we had to have a high score, or a very strong score to to place deep in the roping. Um, it turned out to be a average plus steer, but exactly what we needed. Um, horses showcased my horse really well. Dylan did a great job, finished fast, and and they scored us for it. It was it was good. What does JT Rising Sensation do so well? What, what what makes him exceptional? His demeanor, he's so quiet. Um, he, he walks in that box. You almost have to push him the whole way in there. Um, he wants to stay in the bridle in the corner and he lets you score. And he seems, he catches cattle very quick because he, can, he runs so flat across the line. Mm-hmm. And your daughter can ride him too, right? He's not just a... Uh, we were very fortunate. My daughter rode him in Las Vegas at a rope and he won $1,800 on him. It's the only time she's been on him. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. So, what does your program look like as far as what the head horses go through? Oh, what's the common denominator? Uh, we spend a lot of time just getting broke, supple, bridle up when we're riding them around. Uh, we do a lot of of just trying to get them broke and bridled up. Very good, sir. Good luck uh, at Rancho Rio, or good. Yes. It'll work out either way, huh? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again to our sponsors at Professionals Choice and the 2X Sports Medicine Boots. 
Thank you again, everybody, for listening to today's episode of The Score. This is the Royal Crown wrap-up. We appreciate you all, and we will be back next week with another bonus episode of The Score on the Horse Market Report.